episode of the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast is being brought to you by the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calico, New York. This month is their month of giving. For every cup of coffee sold, they'll be giving 25 cents to the Calicoon Pantry Food Drive that makes 350 plus meals a week. For every veggie wrap sold, they'll be giving $2 to Farm Arts Collective to help keep agriculture alive. For every retail coffee bag sold, they'll be giving $2 to Gorgon Goza and Mocha Origins to help further their humanitarian works. And for every chocolate bar sold, they'll be giving $1 back to Mocha Origins. Also, each Sunday, they'll be donating tips to various causes. This weekend's tips will go to the Calicoon Pantry. Now, here are some of this week's top stories. While the summer may have given some educators and students a break from the classroom, Sullivan County Public Health Services and local superintendents remain in regular contact in preparation of school's reopening, which took place last week. Returning students to the classroom has been a priority of both the federal and state governments. Public Health Director Nancy McGraw told the Democrat last week that we all understand it's much less disruptive for children and for everybody to have them in school in person, so long as we can keep it safe. There's a lot of guidance out there, and we've been helping to interpret it, consulting with the schools if they have questions regarding state education guidance or guidance coming down from the state health departments. McGraw said they also have designated staff that work one-on-one with school nurses to answer their questions. Public Health has also set up a dedicated information line they can call that is checked regularly throughout the day. Currently, the county has close to 200 active cases and over 300 people quarantined. McGraw said the numbers haven't been that high since last spring. She said, quote, 95% of those active cases statewide we can attribute to the Delta variant, although we are concerned about the emergence of more variants in other parts of the world and the country. That's why it's so important for us to continue our vaccination campaign and our clinic numbers are increasing. After they were done with their mass vaccination clinics at SUNY Sullivan, as well as other parts of the county and at local districts, public health started holding weekly clinics at their campus in Liberty. McGraw said they've seen anywhere from an average of 60 to 80 people at those clinics, but recently, that number has been increasing. For example, they saw between 110 to 120 people at last week's clinic. As for the potential of offering third doses, McGraw said the county isn't quite there yet. She said, quote, we want to get our vaccination rates in the county, especially for younger people, up as high as possible. That's the age group between 12 and 18 to 25. That is the lowest vaccination rate in the county. That also tends to be the trend statewide. McGraw believes the Pfizer vaccine receiving full FDA approval, plus the start of school and some of the mandates for teachers and staff that's come down from the state, are why the county is seeing an uptake in people getting vaccinated. I want to reassure everybody of two things, McGraw said. Vaccination works. It's safe and effective, and mass work to further prevent transmission of the virus. On the topic of schools, public health has been working to help them implement COVID testing programs for staff that aren't vaccinated, which there is funding available for. We've been communicating with schools about the possibility of surveillance testing for students, with parental consent, of course. Test data and surveillance is the best way that we can get a handle on the prevalence of the virus in our communities and continue to keep the schools open and safe, McGraw told the Democrat last week. Continuing to focus on the topic of schools and COVID, in Sullivan County, two school districts have already seen COVID-19 cases in the opening days of school. The Fallsburg Central School District saw a COVID-19 exposure between staff members before the year had officially started. The school did not close due to no students being exposed. However, in the days after school resumed, a Fallsburg Junior Senior High School student tested positive. According to the Fallsburg Central School District, since the student was not at the school, no contact tracing was done and the school will remain open. Soon after, two students at Benjamin Kosar Elementary School had tested positive and were in contact with students and staff members, forcing the school to close for a week. 
According to a statement by Fallsburg Central School District Superintendent Dr. Ivan Katz, a potential of 96 people were exposed at Benjamin Coaster Elementary School, and he added, quote, we expect there may be more. Katz went on to say, quote, this exposure involves two classrooms, a bus, and the cafeteria. It's also said students exposed had to quarantine and Sullivan County Public Health contacted them. If Sullivan County Public Health did not contact the students, Katz said they would be able to return to B Benjamin Kosar Elementary on September 20th. In Monticello Central School District, an individual tested positive for COVID-19 and was at the Kenneth L. Rutherford Elementary School on September 13th, according to the school. Monticello Central School District Superintendent Dr. Matthew Evans said, quote, Rutherford Elementary School Administration determined this person was in contact with approximately seven others who we believe will most likely be quarantined by Sullivan County Public Health. He went on to say they have already identified who might have been exposed and are working with public health. Moreover, Monticello Central School District said in-person instruction will proceed at Kenneth L. Rutherford Elementary School. Evans stated, quote, all areas of the school have been regularly disinfected and will continue to disinfect our schools consistent with our COVID-19 protocols. In other news, a head-on crash at 3.06 p.m. Saturday afternoon led to four injured and a felony arrest of one driver who was allegedly impaired by drugs, according to the New York State Police. According to the police, the accident occurred when Cassandra DeMonda, 40, of Bethel, was driving west in a 2005 Chevy Trailblazer. When she crossed the double yellow line and struck a 2019 Volkswagen heading east, police said. The operator of the Volkswagen, Holly Rubin, 38, of Woodcliffe, New Jersey, injured and transported to Garnett Health Medical Center in Middletown with non-life-threatening injuries. She was traveling with two minors, age 5 and 8. The 8-year-old was transported to Westchester Medical Center via helicopter in serious condition, police said. The violent collision occurred on State Route 17B between Creamery Road and Gale Road and sent both vehicles flying out of control, with the trailblazer ending up sideways in the westbound lane and the Volkswagen pointing west in the eastbound ditch. Further investigation revealed that DeMonda was impaired by drugs and she was subsequently arrested. She was charged with vehicular assault, first degree, a felony, and driving while ability impaired by drugs, police said. She was arraigned in the town of Mamakating Court and remanded to Sullivan County Jail in lieu of $200,000 cash, $300,000 bond, or $500,000 secured bond. In addition to the New York State Police, other responders included the Sullivan County Sheriff's Office, Smallwood Mongup Valley Fire Department, Bethel EMS, Mobile Medic, Hotsola Ambulance, and the Monticello Fire Department, who helped secure the Collins softball field for the airlift rescue. Route 17B was closed for approximately 50 minutes as rescue personnel tended to the victims, directed traffic on a detour, removed the vehicles, and cleaned the road of debris. In other news, a Westbrookville man is facing multiple felony charges after police say he shot at two straight troopers after they responded to a domestic incident over the weekend. Around 2.50 p.m. on Sunday, September 12th, state police in the town of Deer Park responded to a 911 call reporting a man discharging a firearm inside a residence on US-209 in Westbrookville. Troopers who arrived on the scene were advised that Patrick Hermanowski, 39, was in possession of a firearm and fled into a wooded area. Police say that Hermanowski fled to an abandoned Airstream trailer located on Jagger Lane in Sullivan County, where he attempted to hide from law enforcement. As two troopers approached the trailer, police alleged that Hermanowski fired his weapon at them from inside the Airstream. Both troopers returned gunfire, striking Hermanowski before he exited the trailer and was taken into custody. Neither trooper was injured during this exchange. Additional state police members provided immediate aid and Hermanowski was transported by ambulance to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Police say that a loaded firearm was located at the scene, but did not specify what type. 
Hermanowski has been charged with two counts of attempted murder of a police officer in the first degree and one count of second degree criminal possession of a weapon. He was arraigned in the town of Mamakating Court and remanded to Sullivan County Jail. The incident remains under investigation by the state police and the Sullivan County District Attorney's Office. And finally, wrapping up today's podcast, a process that began nearly 15 months ago reached its conclusion this week when the Sunset Lake Local Development Corporation, Sullivan County, and Infinite Care Management formally signed an agreement for Infinite Care to operate the care center at Sunset Lake and Liberty for the next 20 years. Renewable by either party, the agreement guarantees that Infinite Care will invest $3 million in the care center within the first three years of operation, followed by an $800,000 annual fee paid to the LDC thereafter. Per its charter, the LDC will remit those funds to the county. Infinite Care plans to rebrand the care center in the near future and will make further announcements as updates occur. Sullivan County remains the employer of record with workers receiving county benefits. For more, including local reaction from members of the LDC legislature and from the Family Council of the Care Center at Sunset Lake, check out today's article on the front page. Once again, this has been an episode of the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast, brought to you by the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calico, New York. This is Managing Editor Joe Abraham signing off, and we hope everyone has a great weekend.